It's the Ref Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Breaking down today's Sooner game. Here are your hosts, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. All right, Tyler and Travis will be along here in a little bit there in Provo, back here in the studio. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby. And, man, what a, what a game that was. Certainly, Sooner fans were not expecting that much drama today in Provo, Utah, but they got it. And as badly as the defense played overall, it was the defense who saved the day for Oklahoma as well with the Billy Bowman 100-yard interception return on the pick six and Danny Stutzman forcing the sack fumble, eventually leading to the uh, go-ahead and eventual winning touchdown for Oklahoma, Gavin Sawchuck. Uh, with the touchdown run, good, tough run, great run, really, by Gavin Sawchuck, and the Sooners survived Provo, Utah. But, man, that was uh, too close for comfort. Oklahoma, you know, Billy Bowman doesn't make that play. There is a really good chance the Sooners are not winning that football game. Of course, the uh, big storyline as well, Dylan Gabriel, Knocked out, last possession of the first half of the Sooners, suffers a concussion, does not play in the second half. Jackson Arnold comes in. You've got to burn his red shirt. Uh, Jackson Arnold in a very tough spot. I don't care if you're a five-star or not. Uh, on the road against that crowd in that situation, he was under the gun, uh, missed a potential uh, you know, touchdown throw down the stretch, wide open Nick Anderson. But he also made some tough runs to get a first down, of course, late in the game that preserved the game for Oklahoma. But the Sooners, man, that defensive effort was not good, but they were very opportunistic uh, to get the turnovers, and Oklahoma wins the turnover battle. Uh, The Sooners did not turn it over. BYU turned it over three times. Oklahoma survives uh, Provo. They win the game uh, 31-24. The Sooners go to 9-2. And uh, Connor Pasby, man, you got to sweat that one out. And now you are looking at a game Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Who knows what Dylan Gabriel's availability will be, particularly with a short week. And you may have to go beat TCU at home with Jackson Arnold uh, to still have any chance of potentially advancing the Big 12 championship game. We'll see what happens with Houston and Oklahoma State today. Iowa State and Texas tonight in Ames. But, Man, Connor, weren't expecting uh, that today. The Sooners were thinking maybe they could, you know, cruise to a victory in this one, but that certainly wasn't the case. Yeah, Mike, did not see that coming, especially defensively. I mean, man, BYU's rushing offense, it's, man, ranked toward the bottom in FBS, but they rushed for over 217 today against Oklahoma. Uh, Defensive line and the front seven in general uh, really struggled against the front for BYU. But once again, hey, they got stops late in the game. Uh, Danny Stutzman with a big sack, uh, fumble recovery. Uh, that kind of flipped the momentum a little bit. But, yeah, man, they need to figure some things out. We did not expect that. That's a BYU offense that has been really struggling the last three weeks. But they had no problem running the ball today against Oklahoma. But Jackson Arnold, he didn't get asked to do a lot, but, man, late in the game he came up with some big throws, had that third and seven that iced the game, so that's good to see for Jackson Arnold uh, to get in a moment like that when you got a tie ball game at halftime. That's not easy for a freshman to start the second half and get you a win like that. So, hey, you'll take it, and we'll see if we can get a loss from Oklahoma State and Texas today, Mike. Yeah, sometimes you've got to win ugly, and the Sooners definitely uh, won ugly today. And, again, fortunate to get out with a victory, but, again, they made enough plays 
And it's crazy. I thought Parker had a great tweet. You know, the the Oklahoma defense is the reason why BYU is in this game, and the Oklahoma defense is also the reason they're winning this game. And it was spot on because, again, you get two big plays on defense that really uh, turn the game in Oklahoma's favor, the Billy Bowman pick six, which was a great, great, great play by Billy Bowman. Looked like he was running out of steam a little bit. Probably some of the altitude, uh, you know, affected that. Uh, but he got to the end zone. That's the bottom line. And then, you know, your best defensive player, uh, you know, you can make an argument that Danny Stutzman is one and Billy Bowman's number two, and they both stepped up and made big plays for Oklahoma as they win this game again, 31-24. to Vegas had the Sooners as a 24-and-a-half-point favorite, but the way that game played out today, take that W, get out of Provo with a win, and look ahead to TCU next week. You talked about BYU's run game. They were in like the 115, 120 range in terms of rushing offense in the country, averaging barely over 90 yards a game. They ran for 217 yards against the OU defense. Where did the defense go on so many of those plays? Luckily, they were great on a couple plays, right, uh, with Billy Bowman and Danny Stutzman. But, uh, you know, the, at times they looked like they weren't getting lined up and there was confusion out there. Maybe we'll hear, you know, that BYU was doing a lot of stuff maybe they hadn't seen before. But they looked confused a lot. They didn't tackle well, uh, particularly in the first half. But yet Oklahoma finds a way to win this football game 31-24. to All Mike, right. Mike, it felt like 8 or 10 yards a pop really for oh, BYU. Oh, yeah, they were getting I mean, gashed. Yeah, just they were the, getting gashed. No problem whatsoever. I don't know if the altitude, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything, but the defensive line just once again, I mean, just not a very good performance, and the linebackers look lost at time. Danny Stuffson played an okay game, but I'm talking about some of the other guys. Uh, yeah, they just had no stop stop of the running game at all. Yeah, it, it was uh, a very frustrating day, many ways, on the defensive side of the football. But again, uh, you also get those two big plays from the defense that uh, propelled the Sooners to the victory today in Pro Bowl. All right, uh, 405-651. 3439 Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's 405-651-3439. Send us your text, your thoughts on the game. And, again, we will be uh, hooking up with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson from Provo in just a bit. They're en route to our postgame location, so they'll be coming along shortly. But in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, 405-651-3439. And all of a sudden... You just you just never know in this day and age of college football what's going to happen. You think you know, but we, we don't know. I thought Oklahoma was going to you know continue to play well, but this team, Connor, has been an entirely different team on the road this year, and they let that BYU crowd get into the game, and it was game on. And like I said, if you don't get the Bowman pick, I mean Oklahoma might be leaving uh, the state of Utah with an L. But luckily. He made a great play, and the Sooners, again, win the game. And uh, now we wait and see, like I said, what DG status is going to be next Friday. And, you know, Jackson Arnold plays. He's, he's got tremendous potential and talent, no doubt. But you, you may very well have to go win that game with Jackson Arnold next week. Luckily for the Sooners, uh, they'll be playing, obviously, in Norman. All right, you want to get some texts in? Yeah, first one, 405 says, a win is a win, but, man, that was ugly. Yes, during this time late in the regular season, you will take this and 
like we keep talking about, if you get a loss go your way, whether it's Oklahoma State or Texas, hey, if you beat TCU, you're going to be in the Big 12 championship game, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, and again, uh, we'll see what unfolds. Oklahoma State kicks off at 3 o'clock. Uh, you know, that doesn't, that's an ESPN2 game. Fox has the uh, Texas-Iowa State game tonight at 7 o'clock, so we'll see. But uh, Sooner fans, man, they, they went to Provo, and they went in big numbers. There were a ton of Sooner fans out there. It was a great turnout. It was, and it yeah. Tur- it turned out to be a nail-biter. They were thinking, yeah, we're going to see some scenery and have, you know, one of those cougar tails and <laughs> And party, you know, after a big win, uh, but had to sweat it out today. But at least you found a way to win the game. But, Seven. man, there's a lot to not be happy about, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. 713 says, no question, no Bowman INT, we lose. Yeah, if if there's no uh, yeah, interception by yeah, Bowman, BYU's, so too. BYU's going up seven. Instead, you flip the momentum just like that. I, that's a 14-point turnaround right there. And uh, there there's an 80% or better chance BYU wins that game if Bowman doesn't make that play. So, thank goodness the Sooners have Billy Bowman and Jada Coleman, of course, on campus. Chris and Lindsay says, still can't make a dang field goal. Yeah, man, we still got to figure out this kicking situation. Luckily, that didn't come back to haunt Oklahoma, but, man, for Schmidt, that's a 28-yard field goal. That's basically an extra point. That's a wedge into a 90-yard green, you know, <laughs> with no wind, and you can't make that field goal. 12 of 18, six missed field goals. Look, uh, they, they've got to find a better situation. You go into the SEC next year and you've got that for your field goal kicking situation, uh-uh, doesn't work, not good enough. I mean, I'm sorry. I, it, You know, I don't like criticizing college kids, but – that's an absolute chip shot. I don't care which hash mark, you got to make that. It's 28 freaking yards. I'll hit one more here. Les in Hayes, Kansas said, Jackson played well, just one overthrow, but he was clutch. Uh, Nick hasn't seen a ball go over his head this year. And yeah, if he, if he doesn't miss Nick Anderson on one, man, that could have been a really big Man, game. what a way that would have been to close it out on a touchdown pass like that. But look, Jackson Arnold – He's got uh, a ton of potential. I think he's going to be a really good, potentially great quarterback for the Sooners, maybe a guy that could win a Heisman Trophy if he lives up to the hype. But in that situation, again, I can understand it. He's seeing you know, Anderson wide open, streaking down the sidelines, maybe a little too much uh, adrenaline, a little too much oomph on that football. But, yeah, overall, in the situation, you know, when you're in a 17-all game, and you have that crowd going absolutely crazy because that crowd wasn't thinking they had a chance, really, when they got there today. They were thinking, we're playing Oklahoma, man. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden, we might beat Oklahoma. They were into it. Uh, The whole stadium was charged up. And, uh, you know, when you're thinking Jackson Arnold coming in, it's a 17-all game, and you get the victory. Yeah, he, he uh, he did a good job in that situation. Yeah, and delivered on the third and seven, and we don't yeah, talk about that. That was a, a bullet. Tough catch by Farouk, who took a shot in the back of the head to hold on to that to ice the game, too. Pretty impressive. Yeah. All right, let's take an opening timeout, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to as many as we can. Tyler and Travis are on the way. They'll be here uh, momentarily. But good to have you along post game right here. Sooners 31, BYU 24. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans. 
Sooner Post Game Show right here on the Ref 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Mike Steely back in studio. Sooners win 31-24, but man, that wasn't easy. Had to sweat that one out today. The defense, as poorly as it played, came up with the uh, two big plays to help save the day. The Billy Bowman pick six, 100 yards on that pick six, and the big uh, strip sack fumble Danny Stutzman caused late in the game leads to the Gavin Sawchuck touchdown and uh, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson, the Sooners, survive in Provo. But, man, what a day. What an absolute day. Here's some things that weren't on the bingo card today. First, Dylan Gabriel, you know, not being in the entire second half. Jackson Arnold having to play and burn his red shirt. 100-yard pick six. Fake punt, uh, Luke Elzinga to Ethan Downs for a first down, called back due to penalty. It was uh, it was kind of bizarre out there today in Provo, but the Sooners, they get the dub. Yeah, um, and we'll really break down this game as the, the postgame show goes on, but just kind of like my immediate reaction is, whoo, deep breath. A win is a win, at least for now, and... Yeah, it was not the greatest performance, but you found a way to win, so there's that. That's definitely a game that last year's team probably finds a way to lose. You look at Billy Bowman's play, it's the biggest play of the game, but I'm sure I'm already late to this joke or more of an observation, but jeez, is OU going to get a quarterback hurt every time they play BYU? It happened once again today. I don't know if the Jackson-Arnold era has officially started or not, but he missed on a deep throw late that would have put you up two touchdowns, but stuck in a nice third down throw. So there were some good things. There were some not good things from JFA. But, Mike, just seeing how that game started, you just couldn't get a push up front on the defensive line. And I don't know if that was footing. I don't know if it was just you were just getting kicked up front. But not the defense's best day, especially against the run. But if you want to get them credit for something, they created three turnovers today, and that ultimately was the biggest difference. I mean, we can go down every stat that you want to, but the biggest stat is BYU turned the ball over three times, OU did zero, and there's your ultimate difference. 100%. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, BYU, you know, like I said, they were like 115th in uh, in the nation in rushing offense. They come out put 217 on Oklahoma, and uh, the Sooners are getting gashed. A lot of times it looked like they, they couldn't get lined up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see or hear what Brent has to say. Uh, I did see that Steve Stutzman uh, tweeted out that Danny had been suffering from uh, food poisoning, uh, you know, and uh, oh, still is able to get out there and and uh, make one of the biggest plays of the game. So, uh, again, Strip they found a way. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh Man, you know, you you get that. You were there, Tyler. I mean, you got the ice cream after the first quarter. I saw that. But uh, (laughs) that crowd, I think, came today anticipating, you know what, we really don't have much of a chance, but we're playing Oklahoma, man. This is going to be awesome. And then they find, you know, into the game, they're thinking, man, not only can we hang with Oklahoma, we might be able to win this game. So, like I said, a lot of stuff not to like, but the thing you like the most is you found a way to get the dub. Uh, it, it, it was an incredible atmosphere, man. Um, what, it holds like 63,000. It wasn't necessarily, I, I, I don't know if they called it a sellout or not, but there wasn't a butt in every seat. It kind of filled up as the game went on. But you're right, man. It was 
it was loud early, it was loud often, and it really got loud in the second half because BYU, they smelled blood in the water, and I can't blame them. Like, we went into halftime 17-all. BYU's getting the ball out of halftime. I, I didn't feel good about things, man. And that was before I knew that Jackson Arnold was going to play the entirety of the second half and not Dylan Gabriel. So it was at that moment where I think BYU, they get that long field goal right before half. OU comes out without their starting quarterback. That's when BYU, I think, really felt, we got a chance to win this game, man. And they were just consistently felt like getting five, six yards on the ground. Even if they have a penalty at the five, they're pushed back to the ten, their quarterback runs in for a ten-yard touchdown. They did a lot of nice things today. Their quarterback, I know he made some mistakes, but he made a lot of really nice throws, great in the run game. Um, you just you come out of this game looking at it now and kind of feel like, oh, you was lucky to win that game. And if it wasn't for Billy Bowman's interception, I don't, I don't think that they do, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 14-point swing there. Uh, Jackson Arnold pressed into a, a difficult spot, and I know he overthrew Anderson on that, that long ball, but I'm sure that was adrenaline, and uh, I don't know if the altitude affects that or not. Uh, you know, but at the same How'd time. How you think he played? Just yeah, overall it, it, evaluation, how Jackson Arnold's first you know, I give was. I'll give him a B still because of the situation. That, that That's like taking a a pop-up quiz. You had no idea, you know, it was going to be happening, and it's a really tough one, not like a super simple one. So I'll give him a B because, uh, as you said, you know, when you're 17-all and you're thinking even if Dylan Gabriel's in there, you're looking like you're going to have to sweat this one out, uh, you know, that uh, – it, it was interesting uh, to me that, uh, again, they try to be a little bit conservative. And, yes, he missed some throws. He clearly missed the, the long ball. But all in all, based on the situation he was tossed into, I'll give him a B. I'm fine with a B. It's probably an A- minus if he hits that long touchdown throw and you end up winning by 14 points. But I'm going to give him a B because he stuck a couple of third-down throws, one that essentially ended the game. That was big. Big, big, big. You didn't want to pump the ball back to those guys with the chance to go drive, to tie it, or maybe even win it. Maybe they go for a two-point conversion there. So Jackson Arnold stuck that throw to Jalil Farouk on what, like a third and seven, moved the sticks. He had a third down on the drive where they miss a field goal. But the biggest thing is he didn't make a catastrophic mistake. And I'm telling you, man, I, I don't know if it was if it came through on TV or not. That place got loud. It really did. Um and he was backed up deep in his own territory a couple of times. And I know he had a bobbled snap, maybe the second play he was in. But all in all, Jackson Arnold took care of the ball. That run game was big. The defense really stood up when they had to. So I'm uh, I'm good with the B. And now um, there's the conversation all week long. Can Dylan Gabriel come yeah. back? Or has yeah. the Jackson Arnold era, I mean, seriously, Mike, has the Jackson Arnold era officially started for Oklahoma football? I think there's a chance that could be the case. It, yeah, talked about that in the first segment. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's at least fifty-fifty. It looks like if if it's a regular concussion protocol, that you're going to be playing TCU with Jackson Arnold as your quarterback. Now, you know, maybe something changes and and DG is back and he passes all the tests. But normally, you know, you, that's that's the unlikely scenario. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, if Jackson Arnold plays next week and the Sooners don't get back uh, to the Big Twelve championship game then, yeah, we may not see Dylan Gabriel play again at Oklahoma. Now, the other question becomes, you know, if Jackson Arnold plays, the dominoes fall into place, and all of a sudden you're in the Big 12 championship game, and 
would you potentially <laughs> yeah. have to play a Big 12 championship game with Jackson Arnold, right? You never Maybe. know. Maybe, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Hey, uh, we'll get to your phone calls coming up next, 405-329-9000. Uh, Travis and I also fire up the uh, the text line as well, 405-651-3439. We're here at Wingers in Provo. They got all the games on. We'll do a quick scoreboard update coming up next. But, Mike, appreciate you uh, hopping in for a couple yep. of segments. Good yep. stuff, man, and we'll talk to you on Monday. We'll be listening to you and Trav. You guys have a, a great uh, post-game show. I know you will, and a safe trip back. Yep, there you go. Mike Steely, appreciate him helping out. Uh, what? Okay, just you want to just do quick thoughts before we hit a break? Yeah. We w- what do you think? Do we yeah. not have you on there? Well, how about this? We'll take a timeout. We'll get to Travis's thoughts and uh, phone calls coming up next. Right here on the Ref for the Homeless Suter fans. Woody Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson live at Wingers here in Provo, where oh the fans in Crimson are breathing a uh, sigh of relief after that one. It didn't feel good, even when OU would take momentum in the second half after a 100-yard interception return, Travis. They would go right back and allow points, but uh, OU had to fight for it. BYU with three turnovers, OU with zero turnovers. And before we get to the phone lines, that was the ultimate difference today, it felt like. Yeah, you know, it's funny, right? From the beginning of time, we've said, win the turnover battle. And, and you're going to put yourself in a good position, right? I mean, old Alex Trench said that, right? Turnovers equal victories. Yep. And Tyler, our two losses this year, we had three turnovers in each of them. Every other game where we had less than that, we've won. Today, BYU turns the ball over three times. Guess what, Tyler? They lose. And it just felt like massive swings, too. I mean, you mentioned the pick six, right? I mean, that's a 14-point swing. They're gashing us. On the ground, absolutely gashing us, and they go to the air on the two-yard line. Like I, that's so we were sitting in that end zone in that wide receiver, a slot yeah. wide receiver. I'm looking and I, I see that wide, there's nobody on him. There's nobody on him, and I, I think almost the quarterback looked over it. And I don't know if it was like a cold run play. I gotta believe for their sake it was a cold run play. If but the quarterback just looks us. over. Yeah, he would. It's, it's almost like the quarterback just looked over, saw that no one's covering the slot receiver, and just said, "Well, oh, I'm just going to throw it to him real quick." He didn't see Billy Bowman. Thank God, and he <laughs> yeah, takes no, that hundred yards for a touchdown. No, he did not. But, uh, wow. Yeah. And uh, then and then Danny coming in, Danny having uh, apparently a touch of the old food poisoning, hadn't yeah. eaten in a couple days. I mean, not playing his best game, but a lot of a lot of those. Like, he obviously had the strip sack, and that was, I mean, absolutely massive. Eight minutes left in the game. You need that. You set up Jackson Arnold in a short field. Kevin Sawchuk gets that touchdown run. You need points there to win the game because you are that's going to be the best you're going to be all day field position-wise after that. But I, I, I don't want to get up here and complain or make excuses or anything like that, but I felt that on, on just a lot of the replays where you saw Danny kind of sit back and wait for the runner to get to him, it's because when he went to make a cut, he's sliding. I mean, we saw that a lot. They today. were slipping and sliding all yeah. over the place. It was like they were playing on ice, especially especially in the first quarter. It got a lot better once we got to the fourth quarter, but early on, man, it was. I thought Owen Heineke got clipped on a play. Where's the flag? No, Owen Heineke just totally just slipped out of nowhere and yeah. fell on a punt return. But both teams have to play on it, yeah. and I get that. But it was it was pretty pretty glaring and i was told the coaching staff you know they they put at the longest spikes or the longest cleats that they're allowed to per ncaa rules which anytime i hear per ncaa rules i'm like who cares yeah. do it what are they gonna do nothing <laughs> 405-329-9000 let's go to the phone lines al you're on the post game show what's up 
Well, this win was was ugly as, as the field conditions, but a win is a win. I mean, I mean I'm glad we got yeah. the win. Shout I mean, that's, that's, that, that's, a, that's a good sentence to sum it up right there. Yeah. Shout out to Billy Bowman, Danny Stubbsman. And as much as, you know, we, we get on Levy, I got to give him credit. He, he tried to end the game, and Jackson just missed. But, uh, well, I mean, you bring up a good point there, right? You bring bring up a really good point talking about Levy wanting to end the game because, yeah. you know, we, talk, we talked about it at Kansas. He said it was the right thing to do, to run the ball three yeah. times and drain their timeouts. This game, he let Jackson throw it, and that one slant, Ended the game. So I, I had this point. down in my notes. It's 5.08 left, up seven on the 30-yard line. Conservative, question mark. And I really feel at the time, like, all right, you got a backup quarterback in here. Are you going to go conservative, punt it back to them? They're going to have a short field, potentially, for a chance to go tie it. Maybe they go for two. And to Levy's credit, he was aggressive on the very first play of that drive, and he was open. We know how strong Jackson Arnold's arm is now. We don't have to question that because he didn't just overthrow it, buddy. He threw that overthrew that by about ten yards. But yeah, you know, don't have to prove it to us, Jackson. We we yeah. know you got a strong arm. There's no doubt. But yeah, uh, you know, I loved how aggressive he was uh, play calling. I thought honestly the entire game, I thought he made one bad play call, and it was the one everybody was complaining about. With you know, you're getting everything you want with Drake Stoops. Dylan's throwing it all over the yard to him and yet you hand him the ball yeah. on kind of this inside yeah. handoff that tries to get blocked to the outside. The linebacker comes and blows it up um, for a loss of yardage. With, with that, that was his only carry, sure. thank goodness. But that was really the only play that I looked at, and I'm like, I bet he wants that there one There was back. actually another really good play call. It didn't work out. Um, OU's backed up a third and five. I think it was after the block in the back. Remember when JFA runs for a first down, yep. but it comes back, Stogner. They get it to third and five. I think it was the same drive. Hey, had Tawie Walker wide open. I, I mean, Walker catches it. He gets upfield. I, I don't he's know picking if he's up scored, 20, but he's picking up 20, 30 yards. And Jackson just missed him. J- just missed him on that. So, yep. all things considered, um, I think let, let, let me just good. I, I don't. I don't really have any complaints there. And the run game, man. I, the run game for the most part, especially with Sawchuck, man, he looked he looked real good today. Sawchuck, yeah. yeah I mean, I like it, it, it today. obviously took longer, but yeah, he doesn't know how to run yet. He doesn't know how to run yet and get down. It's kind of scary. Well, he, he runs, he runs he kind of runs awkward. He high. runs tall. He runs tall. He looks like he looks like he's trying to get through, like he's a high schooler trying to get through to his next class, yeah. and it's a busy hallway, and he's just spinning around going, oh, excuse me, oh, come, oh, coming through. And you through. just no, know sorry. he's about to get I'm absolutely thinking, just nailed yeah, to ex- it. And exactly. It a couple of times. Somebody's going to come smoke him. So, yeah, I think, I think he ought to get low. Another question. I'm, I, I'm sort of not more yeah. like I'm kind of glad this game wasn't that night. I'm kind of glad it was early. Yeah, looking back at it now, for sure. I mean, that place was loud enough at 10 a.m. That was an incredible atmosphere. Yeah, Travis. I'm just glad because I could see the mountains. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> the scenery was just it was insane. incredible. And we'll, we'll talk about that later on and on in the next week. It was the coolest scenery. I'm not even close college football stadium I've ever been to, but. Yeah, um, I appreciate the phone call, Al. Good, good, good to hear from you. But he's talking about Jackson Arnold's running style. They've been trying to run that quarterback power package the entire year, the entire year, and they had to scrap it over a month ago, and it had some success in the fourth quarter today when they were trying to run it. Yeah, and that's the thing is because they were letting him do other things, right? And that's what was so important, right? I mean, Jackson's a talented kid. There's no doubt about it. But that's a, that's a tough situation to go into, right? Tie ball game. You have no idea that you're going to have a whole second half on the road 
in not great weather and not great field conditions, throwing to players that you don't really throw to all that often. Like, he's usually throwing to Nick and Jaden. Like, he's not throwing to Stoops or Jaleel, a lot of those guys very often. And you put him in there. I think Levy did a fantastic job really pivoting to the run like he needed to. Gavin Sawchuck was playing well. And, and, And called up some throws like that slant, some things that he could hit. I mean, I was really impressed with just getting out of there with a win without your starting quarterback in the second half and your defense is letting everybody run wild. I don't know what Gabriel's availability is going to be moving forward. It's a head injury, so who knows? On a short week, who knows, because he he has to get cleared one day earlier than he normally does. Now, I think Jackson Arnold's going to be a really good player someday. I do. Like We saw the arm strength. We saw the athleticism. He's going to be a good player. But right now, I think we saw the day this team is best when Dylan Gabriel's the quarterback. Yes. I and, mean, that's – and I know that that's been a debate for several weeks now, but this offense, this team is better when Dylan Gabriel's your starting quarterback. I couldn't agree more. And if he is healthy, Dylan Gabriel is quarterback one. And I know that there are people saying, this is Jackson Arnold's time now. You know, but like, what? Why? Like, I mean, yeah, you, you'd you like to get him some reps, but Tyler, you want to win football games this year. Yep. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. It gives you the best option. It doesn't feel like it's all that and debatable. And I feel like point. you do Dylan pretty dirty. And as I've said before, I think you do the locker room dirty if you prioritize Jackson's development over a chase for a Big 12 championship, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're at Wingers here in Provo, so uh, if you're uh, just uh, leaving the game, we, uh, we're we in Provo at Wingers. It's, it's in a mall, essentially. Look so. for the room with a lot of crimson in <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, and they do have the OSU-Houston game right above us, so appreciate that. Let's get back to the phone lines on the Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Let's go to Sean. Sean, you're on Sean. the post-game show. What's up, man? Hey, good afternoon, guys. And I will never complain about a win, except last week, and that was for different reasons. But a win's a win's a win. So <laughs> they they get it out. They made the plays when they had to. I thought Arnold did great. I never once thought, let's put Alex Storaco's boyfriend in. So he did good. Um, I got to tell you, though, think, well, first of all, I disagree with the levy. We got the, the, the drive we had to kick a field goal we got completely levied. You run the most, the hardest play in football with the least amount of success, the fade on first down. And then you ran the play where Gabriel got hurt on grass as high as my yard in March. Uh, and then, and this one, an Anderson short armed one. Instead of just pounding it into the end zone, tried to get cute. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But mercifully, never underestimate the stupidity of offensive coordinators. Thank you, BYU. Maybe the I'm not going to give their OC a break, Tyler. That was dumb. And if the quarterback audibled into that, he's a moron. Uh, But all I thought when Bowen picked it off was get in the end zone because I'm afraid my OC is going to screw it up. We're going to have to settle for a field goal. So He ran out of gas uh, at about the 20-yard line. And Billy he, Bowman's he fast. Was, He's athletic. We know that. But, dude, he was winded. He didn't come out for the next well, series. Well, he had just played a whole defensive you know, defensive possession. But then, also, you're asked to run yeah. 100 yards in the altitude. If, if I had to run 100 yards in the altitude, you would have to – I was tired you'd have of to watching time, You'd have to time me with a sundial. Yeah. Um, right, well, someone tell you right now, I couldn't run 100 yards in the altitude. So <laughs> Maybe uh, we could relay it, you, me, and Tyler. Yeah. We, we just take it there. Yeah, yeah the people were My texting me, hey, been... did you hike the Y? Did I hike the Y? No, I didn't hike the Y yesterday. <laughs> Are you serious? There's no oh. way. How dumb does that sound? But, here, but at the end of the day, 
uh, again, by the way, didn't they average 90 yards rushing a game coming into it? That oh, was yeah. a little bit disconcerting. Oh, yeah. But you guys are right. I think there were some cleat issues. I think, you know, they out-physicaled us. We were kind of reacting defensively, but we made the plays when we had to. And uh, at the end of the day, it's a good win uh, because it keeps everything in front of you. But I got a question for you guys, too. By the way, again, oh, I will give credit. Gosh, who would have ever thought if you need five yards, run a five-yard pattern? Huh. Great job by Farouk. I thought we were going to get hosed on the replay. But (laughs) when you are killing the clock, I'll give a little pass on the first down snap in the shotgun where he ran around a little bit and killed a little more time. But the other three, why are you running that out of the shotgun? As we've seen our our center jet balls over quarterbacks all year long. Get under center. Yeah. That yeah, was I, weird. I, I, I will agree with that. But that that's what's what's weird about that is that's just not an Oklahoma thing. That's yeah, not a no, BYU I agree. thing. For everywhere in football, I'll never understand that. Fourth and goal I mean, from the one. Fourth and goal from the one. I mean, the Eagles have it figured out. Do the touch push. With a guy yeah. who can squat a house. Giant rugby like, play. Do, do something. Like, at, at minimum, even if you're not going to do something like a tush push or a sneak or something like that, at minimum, don't get farther away from the goal line. Like, that's what's, that's what's crazy to me. But, yeah, it's – I'll tell you what. On that possession where you talked about how Nick short-armed it, they had the fade, Dylan got hurt. Man, like, I at least feel they had Nick open in the end zone – he he, he he needs to catch that. Sure, he needs to catch yeah. that. And I, and I think while while it could have been called maybe a bit differently, I'm a hindsight 2020 guy, probably a little bit too much. And I think if he catches that, we're all saying awesome. You know, great. You know, great design, <laughs> great this that. Or the, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm with you on that. Hey, you're. And by the way, question, real quick, I have no problem being a defensive focused team. I'm cool with that because uh, I think that's how you're ultimately going to win a title. But you, if you're going to do that, you've got to have superior specialists. Uh, and you're, our, yep. you're yep. our recruiting guy. Where are we at? Are we, have they got any plans at the field goal kicker deal? I mean, what are you hearing? Bro, on Liam that? Evans. Liam Evans coming in for more high school. Yeah, Liam Evans is a, is a monster. He, I bet uh, he can make an extra point because that's well, what that – Well, he's banging 56 yarders in high school I games. Just need a, so. I need a 27-yarder right now. Can, can, <laughs> yeah. get, can we get one of those? Yeah. Just give me no, a 27 Yeah, help is on the way, Sean. I'll tell you that much. And Liam Evans, who actually joined Parker – uh, on the pregame show last week, so he's a uh, he's a friend of the program. Need to get him on college game day and kick one of those thirty yarders. So Pat McAfee, can him. Make, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, excellent. Because yeah. I, I don't I'm know if our kicker can the... make one of those right now. Well, excellent. Because I'm about to hire one of the kicking for chicken dudes. Good gracious. But anyway, hey, great show, guys, as always. And a W is a W, and I will take it and sleep happy tonight. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. If you want to hop in, Houston's moving the ball on the plus side of the field. Ten minutes left in the first quarter. UCLA's up uh, 14-0 on USC. I'm shocked. And in the most uh, Iowa thing possible, they trail Illinois 3-2 to two right now. So, get a baseball <laughs> score out there at Kinnick Stadium. That is uh, – I feel bad for uh, our colleague, Josh Helmer, that's, that's got to cover that, man. Like, yeah, it's rough. It's just – it's just it, – it's, it's become a meme – and I don't know why Iowa hasn't done anything about it. It's it's truly fascinating. But, yeah, it's nice, you know, kicking off at 10 a.m. All the other games are still going. We've got the win in the bag. You know, we're hanging out here at Wingers, having fun, and we get to watch everybody else now. We've 
we're in the clubhouse with a good score. Thank God. I didn't feel like uh, in the Never a doubt. third quarter. Never a doubt. Dylan Gabriel goes out. Ugh. You know, you know, Danny Sussman hasn't eaten in two days. Still you gets know, the big strip Gentry's sack. still gone. I'll tell you what. One thing that defensively our backers, I mean, they were in hell trying to fill run gaps, run fits. But I'll tell you what. Our corners really struggled today getting off blocks. Yeah, they, they really not, did. I uh, there, couldn't there, get off blocks. There was a play, um, I think it was the, man, was it the drive where BYU throws a pick six? I, I, I forget who it was on the far side, but got blocked about 25 yards down the field. Well, it's, and, it's pretty rough. And Josiah Wagner, he's a smaller corner. He hadn't been in strength and conditioning that long. He was a he was a regular enrollee, not an early enrollee. And him and him and Kenai Walker really were just kind of getting walked down on a lot of that stuff. That's where you miss a guy like Gentry Williams. Gentry would throw a receiver off of him. And Kendall Dolby had the great play where he blew it up in the in, yep. for a tackle for loss. Like those are the plays they were making early in the year when they were completely healthy. And that's what really that really helped out BYU's run game today. Third third down was. Uh really maddening today and especially not as bad as fourth down was yeah well that too but i think back to the drive right before half where byu gets three points it's a third and 13 and they get they they pick up some yards get the first down on fourth third and 10 they convert that ended up kicking the field goal so even third and long was difficult at times but the defense really started to settle in as the and, and give them credit for that they were not great against the run today they were bad against the run today bad but it's almost as if halftime hits, true freshman quarterbacks in, and that defense said, "Okay, we we, we have we, to win it. We we got to go. We got to go. We got to go do something." I here. agree. I agree with that. I think it. I, I think it did become a situation of, "Hey, if we don't put him in good situations, like Dylan, Dylan is a good quarterback. He's an all-time prolific quarterback. He was he was getting everything he wanted through the air. He can run the offense efficiently." So when he goes out, you just—I don't care who's behind him. Yeah. You just—you just know that you're—you've got to be the ones. You, there's nobody coming to save you. So big plays by the defense when you needed them most. I mean, and and gut punch after gut punch if you're BYU. Totally. I mean, had that opportunity against a backup. You're getting everything you want on the ground, gashing them, gashing them, and you let that one get away at home. Mm. Wingers here in uh, Provo. Got some OU fans, Ref Army members rolling in. So if you're in town, come by Wingers here in Provo. We're watching Oklahoma State, Houston, UCLA up two touchdowns right now on USC. Let's go. And all the college football action later on tonight. Keep it locked right here on the Ref. It's the Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The vibes are starting here at Winger. Well, the vibes have been going on, but we got a pick six in Houston. Alan Bowman. Going the other way. Two pick sixes that have gone the right way today, huh? And it's only 2.30 in the afternoon, and Quinn Ewer still has to play. Oh, you know he's good so for a couple. So there's a chance there's some more than couple. two. How about that? Okay. Gotta love it. I'll tell you, right. What I like is, so I texted Dana Holgerson during the break, and I said, man, we're about to come back on. So, uh, yeah. so make sure you uh, liven, liven it up a little bit. So okay. he crosses the goal line as we come back on. Uh, you can't time that any better. Thanks, Dana. Connor, let's take a break in about four and a half minutes here. <laughs> after the <laughs> four and that. a half minute timeout after someone scores, you know, that's oh. how it, um, what a turnout by OU fans, man. Were you uh, you were in the press box? I was in the press box. Um, I was right smack dab in the middle of the OU section. So you see OU around. I'd be curious to see what the stadium looked like, like an aerial or from like where you're at. No, it was, the red. you know, we talked about it last week, right, was, you know, what percentage you think it'll be OU fans. I think it was, I don't know, 15, 
percent, twenty eighteen percent, maybe. It's pretty good. Um, which Seeing is it's one of their bigger home games in a long time. And well, and also it's it's not easy to get to. I mean, when you think of o, when you think of OU's road games this year, Tyler, you have Cincinnati. That's really easy to get yeah. to. You've got TU, which I mean, that turned into a home game. You've got Oklahoma State. That's an hour away. You've got all like. You know, OU Texas, that's something everybody goes to. You get half the stadium. Like, this was going to be the hardest game to get to, but I think it was I think it was the place that Oklahoma fans were most excited about. One thousand percent. And the place delivered, man. Oh it continues gosh. to deliver. It was um the mountains there. I mean, their fans were loud, and it was just—it was a great. Ex- so glad made the trip out here, man. And, and I would do it again. Um, I don't like playing these guys because you get a quarterback hurt every yeah. single time you play. Yeah, them. we got to bring more quarterbacks. Really next close time. game. Finally, you got to win against them. But that is—that's why we're taking two quarterbacks in the 2024 class, just yeah. in case we meet BYU in a bowl. Game I don't know about you, but that's one of the cooler road game uh, atmospheres I've ever seen before. I mean, that was oh, that was awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. And you know. The only beef I have with the only beef I have with BYU, Tyler, is the, how they label their stands. Yeah, because it was like OU it was fans difficult. were in section like 123, 124, 125. But when you're under the stadium and you're looking for where those sections are, yeah. there's no numbers. It's only letters, and they're called portals. Portals, yeah, not is sections. It, here's Portal H or Portal JJ. I'm like. I don't know where the portal is. I need to know where my section is. And it was already cold. It was already rainy. So you got OU fans all over the stadium trying to figure out where their seats are. I, it, I mean, Tyler, it felt like when I first, it felt like when I first started like algebra, and I was so used to numbers being everything. And then they start throwing letters in there, and I'm like, this makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, it was. It wasn't as confusing as Nebraska last year, but it's still pretty confusing. Nebraska's stadium's just um, confusing. Cougar tails, excellent, by the way. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not a big maple donut fan, but that yeah. was fantastic. The free ice cream did happen at the end of the first quarter. I saw I saw your photo. Nice oh. BYU branded ice cream. They had like multiple flavors that they were handing what? out. What? It wasn't like did you bring it in your backpack cream. for me or what? I did actually. You're keeping uh, it cool there. Appreciate the that. I just I, I was asking people around. Hey, you think they do this in Baton Rouge for us next year? They're just handing out ice cream and brownies at the end. Of the first. It was yeah. it was they, legit. They put it broken beer bottles in them. Yeah, no, it was it, it was it was fun, man. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think the big takeaway today is the defense coming up with stops and turnovers when they need to. But Feast what's, your, famine, what's your quarterback situation now, moving forward? And Jackson Arnold made some really nice third down throws. He did. Um, he he essentially ended the game with that third down yes. throw to Jalil Farouk. That slant, but had to have it. It looked like a young quarterback making hit. And I say his first real action. You know what I mean by that? There were some mistakes. Missed that throw. Missed the throw to Tawi Walker. But the natural talent. The snap. Yeah, you know, it was a little bit high, there, but he, he he bobbled it a bit. There's natural talent, and as he gets more and more comfortable, then I think you're going to see him do better and better things. Well, and that throw was such a had to have it situation that like. Tyler, our kicker, zero confidence in Zero. It. So it's a little bit different, right, if you've got pre-burrito Burkich out there and it's a, it's it's you would like to pick up the first down, but at least you can kick it and get the lead and then go back on defense. No, like zero confidence in, in, in Schmidt right now, which I tried to gas him up a little bit, you know, maybe get a little confidence if he read his phone at halftime because he's one of only two kickers in the country that has – 
made all of his extra points while attempting over 50 of them. Yeah. Now, he can't make field goals, but he can make extra points. So if you get in the end zone, he can, he can take it from there. I'm not trying to use this as a big excuse as to why things didn't go great defensively, especially in the first, what, three quarters. But how much was the footing an issue today for this team? It just – the problem it felt the problem, like it was a real problem. The problem with the footing is if you if you go to cut, you go to break, you do anything like that, you go to react. The problem is once you slip once, then you stop you stop being aggressive. Because then you worry, oh my gosh, last time I did that, you know, I almost, you know, tore my ACL trying to trying to move, and you saw that happen with Danny. You saw it happen with Jaleel. You saw it happen. A lot of our receivers, I feel, weren't getting in and out of their breaks very well because it looked like kind of Javante Barnes-ish at the beginning of the year when he would do that kind of like stutter step stop. Like, I feel like they were doing that on their routes to make sure that they weren't slipping. But the problem is, if you slip 10% of the time, that's that. it is what it is. But don't let that 10% turn you into 100%, you know, kind of wimping it around your routes. Yeah, and again, both teams had to play with those yeah. scenarios. But it did feel like that defensive line got pushed back a lot. Maybe – Credit BYU for that, but I just the, the footing. You're wanna. not as aggressive. I mean, it's just it was it was a factor today for sure. Yeah, and it the was. big boy, the big boys with the altitude. You know, you never know if that was an issue or not. But man, it felt like it felt like we rotate a lot, and and that's what's that's what's interesting, right? Because if you're Levy and Demarco, you're looking at that, you know, second half going. We're going to have to run the ball, and we've got a short week. You know, we're in the altitude. You know, we're a long way away from home. So, 11 a.m. game coming up, of course. So, it's like you kind of have to manage a little bit differently than if you had a Saturday night game, you know, at home and you were just playing down the road. Like, longest game away in the altitude. It's just you had to kind of manage it, and, and I think they managed it really well. Hey, fourth consecutive game where the run game looked good. And Gavin Sawchuk had another really nice game today, man. I mean, he... He looks a lot more patient. The vision is improving, and just that speed is back. It, it just felt like it was lacking for some reason early in the year. He didn't look like the same player. He it, trusts it again. He's back to what we thought he was going to be going into the year, what we saw in the Cheez-It Bowl. So yeah. that's – and this team needed that significantly It today. needed it for sure. And I'll tell you what, with Gavin, he, he's doing kind of what uh, Eric Gray did last year when Eric Gray made that leap from his 2020 performance, is he's, he's understanding that he can just be patient and wait for the hole and then go, as opposed to running up on the blockers or not trusting your speed or freaking out and just trying to beat a guy to the outside. Like, he's just in a really good rhythm right now, and I have no reason to believe, like, I have no reason to believe that whether we make the Big 12 championship game whether we – I know, obviously, we got the game against TCU. And then the bowl game, like, I fully expect it to be Gavin Sawchuk gets 65% of the carries, yep. Tawi Walker gets 35% of the carries, and then no other running back touches the ball. That's what happened today. On a tough footing day, Sawchuk had 7.6 yards per carry, 14 uh, carries for 107 yards. Well, and what was his long? Uh, 29 yards. See, that, that's what I like because if, if the Oklahoma State game, he had a big average, but he had, you know, that 65-yard run, right? So – you know, you get that big run, and then you don't really get like he back in his groove a little bit. Opposite last week with the West Virginia game, I think his long was twenty twenty five, and he was just gashing them right. So same as today, twenty nine yards is the long. 
that means he was getting after it and it wasn't skewing those numbers up. Those are real numbers at that 7.6. Uh, quick scoreboard update. Okay. Number one, Georgia is up on Tennessee 10-7 early in the second quarter. Uh, let's see, UCLA up 14-7 to now on USC early in the second quarter. Baylor TCU tied at 7, six minutes left in the second quarter. Oregon up on Arizona State, 14-0 in Tempe, six and a half minutes left in the first. Oklahoma State down 7-0 to Houston, but they are moving the ball on the plus side of the field. Michigan won by a touchdown today uh, at Maryland. Uh, Ole Miss ended up pulling away from UL Monroe. So, well, the important thing is OU won today. Now we sit back and... We hope for good things We're to happen. We're in the happen. clubhouse. We're in the clubhouse hope here at for Wingers. good things to happen here at Wingers and Provo. 405-329-9000. If you want to hop in, we'll get to the text line as well. 405-651-3439. It is the Wendy Chevrolet Center Game Day Wrap-Up Show right here on The Ref. Wendy Chevrolet Center Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Live on The Ref. We are the home center fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. I just can't get over this. Someone out here just said that was a cool place to watch a football game and... Yeah, that's yeah. statement of the day. Bro, I was I think it's too cool. I was I was in the stadium. I was in the stadium on Zillow looking how much the homes cost that I could see. I'm like, man, I, I I'd like to wake up to this. Yeah. I mean, I could I could do the I could do all my shows from Provo. We got a lot of states represented. Jim and Casper just walked in. Uh, we got Chase in Orange County. We got Ryan Russ out there from the great state of Oklahoma. The Stutzmans are showing up soon from the state of Florida. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, half the states. There were uh, there were some uh, Sooner fans that saw me. He actually uh, they were staying in Park City. You know who they uh, ran into at dinner last night? Colin Coward. What? Apparently, Colin Coward has a home in Park City, Utah. Uh, like, and uh. that's where he stays. So, uh, you know, I can tweet at him, and we can get him on for a segment, and uh, we can ask him how, what he thinks of his uh, USC Trojans uh, God, losing fourteen seven. I don't want to waste a segment on oh. that, dude, but that actually might be worth it talking about. Hey, what's what's up? You want to do this podcast? Sponsors be lining up, five stars, championships, yeah. conference national. What's going on? Well, dude? and uh, speaking of scoreboard updates, Oklahoma State was held to a field goal. So okay. Houston hey, gets, that's okay. Houston gets the ball back, 7-3. Topher B from OKC, can Elzinga kick or is he strictly punting only? Let's find out. <laughs> I don't th- one way to find out. I uh, I did ask him, and he gave me uh, he gave me the coach speak. You know, he said, you know what, he's gonna get it fi- he's gonna get it worked out. But I'll tell you what, Elzinga dropped a dime right on Ethan Downs, but Nick was blocking downfield. Yeah. You know, that was like a okay, cool, we got some momentum. Flag, another special teams flag. I don't know if Ethan played offense at at Weatherford. I mean, I I hope that he did. Like, he's I mean, really good. Just. Let him be on the field as much as possible. That looked nat- that didn't look like a defensive end trying no. to catch it back. You know how sometimes it I, just looks so unnatural, like Ethan. I think yeah. if you want to get into some of your heavy formations, I wouldn't mind going two tight ends with big big Stog and Ethan Downs on the other side. You kidding me? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, run run them across the middle at each other. They're picking somebody by accident. Drew from Flower Mound says, "Guys, we need Gentry Williams back badly." And, and you know what? It was so obvious this game. Like he's a great cover corner, but he's so good against the run. And to have him out there against the run today would have helped out a lot. I mean, again, the, the corners did struggle today to get off of their blocks. Uh, that was. Again, certainly an issue, and Gentry has never had that issue. And you know what? Josiah's going to get in the weight room in the offseason. You know, he'll be able to do that. And and I do feel like instead of 
getting off the block, throwing the block aside, and going attacking. I don't feel like our defense. Touchdown, was, Houston! Oh, my goodness. Hey! I'll tell you what. Wingers is all excited. Oh, oh, oh hey. Dana, I'll tell you what. We have a significant number of Sooner fans Houston in here. Houston Cougars. Oh, I will sweet. say, I will say, Cougars sounds very much like Sooners when a lot of people are saying it. Yeah. I was like, man, I know they played Boomer Sooner and they're giving us ice cream and they're... They're, they're cheering for us, too? What's going on here? These people are too nice. At, at risk of my wife being really mad at me. Yeah, don't do that. They were playing some They were playing some pop, upbeat music yeah. during the game, and she said, uh, and I kind of thought the same, I'm surprised BYU plays music like this during the game. Well, she thought Marie Osmond music would be they uh, did have their, uh, the They game. did have their cougarettes out there. And hey, they, oh, you saw the home run track. And, and, they, and they were all very, uh, very modestly dressed. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. It, they, they stuck to their they stuck to their uh, roots with us, and I'll tell you what, all the Cougar fans I ran into could not have been nicer. I mean, I I almost didn't get back up by kickoff because people were stopping me. I was up seeing some of the people in the stands, and people were stopping me. Hey, we're really gonna miss yep. you. You know, man, we really wish you were staying in the conference, man. We, we're so happy to have you. How was? Did you fly in? Did you, where are you from? I'm like. Bro, I gotta go. Like they're about to kick off. We just did the anthem. Like we talk later. Like, but it was they were very, very kind until they knocked out our quarterback. There was no, they were they were awesome. Um, Terry Price and, and his crew that just walked up. They they caught the only trash talk of the day or really the weekend. I guess some kid went up to him and said, "Where'd you get that garbage talking about OU stuff?" And he responded to the kid, your mom's house. That's what he said, nice. right? <laughs> nice. Well, and that's kind of similar to what you and I ran into in Lincoln last year, right? Was the older, like the more mature fans, the adults in the room, all very respectful. Like, they know what it is. Like, hey, we're not, you know, going to make this something it's not. But then those kids walked by us in Lincoln and, you know, threw a couple F-bombs at us. And I'm like, guys, what are you doing here? Are we at O'Connell's or are we at Wingers and Provo? It's starting to feel like it's O'Connell's in here. So. I'll I tell you what, I've. Jeez. This is a This is. I'm, I'm legitimately shocked by how many OU fans are just in this building so right now. So, when you need to know how many OU fans are at a road game, what do you listen for? Stoops. When you need to know how many Ref Army members are at the postgame show, just let Houston score a touchdown yeah. and you'll know real quick. Exactly. Uh, how many are here. 14 3 Houston Dude. early in the first quarter. Don't poke choke. Don't, don't poke choke. Well, uh, just, they're, they're they, coughing right now. I mean, they got, they got, they got a little, they got a little itch. Uh, Lesson Hayes, Kansas. Canick, I guess, had the flu as well. Wonder if the other linebacker did as well. Hey, Jordan had a uh, flu game in Utah, so maybe it's something. Uh, maybe it's something in the water here. Oh, uh, was Canick in Vegas last night playing playing the tables like Jordan's flu game or what? <laughs> hey, I, I can't. Uh, I can't speak on that. <laughs> the whole text line right now. T-D-U-H, touchdown Houston. <laughs> it's like everyone's so excited. They're just texting in the text line right now. This is great. Oh, and Scott T says Ethan played tight end and occasionally running back at Weatherford. Yeah, not not surprising. It's, I'm sure it was very like a, almost like a canic situation. Like, he's your best player. He's your yeah. best athlete. He's big, strong, fast. Go let him do everything. And uh, they just snapped it over Bowman's head. Nice. And they got a second and 21 upcoming. So not a, uh, not a great first quarter for the uh, Pokes, but – you know, hopefully it gets a lot worse from here. In case you were wondering, it is the Wendy Chevrolet Sooner and Houston Cougar game day show yep. right here. This is yep. what we're doing today. 
Um, if Houston scores, you will be the first to find out. I, I, if Houston, if Oklahoma State has a second and twenty-one, you will be the first to find out. Yeah, if you're listening absolutely. To this show. I assure you, Carrie, we're Man, carrying it line. I mean, it, it's because Oklahoma State's be wearing the day. their ugliest uniform combination that they have. These things are hideous. We're going to keep it here for the third and nineteen, and uh, it does not look like Oklahoma State's going to get punted away. Punt it away. OSU will be punting it away from inside their own 15, so. But did you see the hoodies they made, Tyler? Oh, they're great. Oh, they made such beautiful hoodies after beating us. Yeah. I'm sure St. Bonaventure made some hoodies as well when they beat them in hoops. I'll tell you what, they need to stop playing teams that have some type of religious uh, connection because they lost to Abilene Christian, St. Bonaventure, and Notre Dame. Ronnie Crimson just says, let's go Cougars in all caps. Latrell McCutcheon doesn't even dress out. See, it's tough, though, because you can only say let's go Cougars now that our game has gone final because that can be very confusing. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of like we're going to have to deal with that in the SEC, multiple Tigers, right? That was, that was a loud place. Man. Half was... of the SEC are Tigers. Yeah. Uh, 918, OSU's going to lose so they don't have to play OU again. They're trying to take their win and go home. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. 405-651-3439. Keep the touchdown Houston text coming. Absolutely. And let's all have a fun Saturday afternoon, huh? OU's 9-2. and two. Some of us have uh, over 9.5 wins for OU this year. Probably need one more I've win got to, next week. I've got to go back through my uh, Twitter receipts, uh, my bookmarks that I've kept on everybody that said we'd uh, only go 8-4. and four. So I do that every week we win. i got to go out and, and just clear those out. Former Sooner David Walker, great guy, literally opting to listen to postgame for Houston updates instead of turning on the game. <laughs> hey, That's get, awesome. You get the real analysis here on KREF. <laughs> All right, uh, Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner and Houston Cougar game day wrap-up show rolls on next right here on The Ref. Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner game day wrap-up show live on The Ref from Wingers here in Provo where, yeah, there's just OU fans everywhere. And I, did anyone else gain five pounds today? Maybe more than that. I looked down in the second quarter, and under my seat is a half-eaten cougar tail and two half-empty free ice creams that they gave us. Dude, I well, not. They, they heard about us Oklahomans. Good. They said, whoa, better load them up. 48th in state. That's right. <laughs> Whatever it said is. better load them up. I'll tell you what, I'm looking down at this plate of wings right now, and I have a uh, – I have a good feeling I'll be gaining five pounds based yeah. off of that. Uh, let's see, 14-3, Houston. Oklahoma State's got the ball at about the Houston 30-yard line. They just converted to second 14. We'll keep you updated on that. Back to the phone lines we go. Let's go down to Louisiana where Chris is waiting. Chris, you're on the postgame show. What's up, man? What's going on, man? <coughs> well, well, you like know, Chris, um, they, they <laughs> won, and now we're watching Oklahoma State hopefully get beat. Yeah, I, I I only have three things to say about that game. Well, really, four. If you want to count the kicker. But why uh, why are they trying to sneak those damn jet sweeps in there? That's why Dylan Gabriel got hurt. Why? I mean, why are we running those unnecessary plays? And then you're on the you're on the goal line, but yet you want to run a quarterback that gets hurt. I, I don't know what the hell. Like your guy Sean said. What kind of play with that? I mean, what is he thinking? Run the ball, you get the touchdown. They left seven points on that game in that game by running those damn jet sweeps. Why? Why is that? I, I don't understand it. I, I understand your rationale by running plays, running the quarterback. Okay, but evidently 
there's been problems all day with 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 this field, but yet you putting this man in a position that that's gonna get this man hurt, and now he's hurt. I mean, I just don't understand it. Yeah, well, I really don't. He's got 11 touchdown runs on the year. Yeah, maybe 13 now after. Uh, and uh, they love to run Dylan Gabriel inside the five, so I don't have an issue with running him inside. The it's five. also it's also a read yeah. on his part. So so a lot of it is if he sees the numbers then he'll pull that ball, much like Jackson did. So, That's just part of the so offense. So the second down play is where he got hurt, correct? On the second goal yeah, when, yes, he, when he yeah, ran the ball? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it didn't come yeah, out after yeah. halftime. Right, gotcha. you, 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 that's why you, you're in the end zone. Why are you – I mean, I understand. He, I, I, I disagree with that particular play. I think the court, the running back, I've always said, why do I understand this man is running the ball? At times you got to run your game. We have we've been having trouble all day with not running the ball. You, you, I mean, I don't understand it. These doggone jet sweeps, they need to get rid of that foolishness. And then I, I don't know what's wrong with the kicker, man. I, I just I'm not understanding that. That, that. that that's crazy to me. That, but other than that, the game was we we got to win. That's all that matters. That that that's all that matters. I'm glad this is the last Big Twelve team we got to play. That's all that matters. Yeah, Chris, hey, we'll take it. Hey, we're going to move on. I think we just lost Tyler and Travis, so we'll get them soon. But, Chris, appreciate your call, man. All right, man. We're going to go to Gary. Gary, what's on your mind, man? Hello, gentlemen. I think we're going to get Tyler and Travis here pretty soon. I think they just lost connection. But what's up, man? Okay. Yeah, I listened to Tyler and Teddy and – Travis all the time. It's great entertainment, and I've sat here and waited so long. I don't know exactly how to say this, but I will tell you that I heard uh, Mr. Bowman's interview after the game, and down there on the goal line, I don't think their offensive coordinator made a bad call or their quarterback did either. I think that young man made a very smart call the way he's probably coached, he saw that we weren't covering that inside receiver. Our safety was called on a blitz. Yeah. And at the very last moment, he said, I saw that we weren't in the right coverage. We, he didn't say this, but we had made a mistake. So he made a break to get over there to cover that man, and he was in the right place at the right time. And God bless him for being so well-coached and having great football instincts. But there's no reason to say that anybody from Utah was ignorant or stupid today because those people played a great game, and we were lucky to beat them. And that is just our safety made a great play, and their quarterback didn't make a bad play. So, yeah, I still I, I still think it was a situation for obviously for BYU to run it in. I mean, I was surprised they threw the ball in a situation like that, and especially when they got down to the goal line, dude, they were having no right. no problem running the ball against that OU defensive line. But I'm a little surprised by that. But yeah, I mean, but great play, great, great play by play. Bowman. Hey, if that doesn't happen, BYU goes up seven. But a complete uh, flip around with Bowman Y'all, taking that, that back for six. Back. A young quarterback read it that way. I mean, he saw the guy wasn't covered. He made a pre, in my estimation, he made a pre-snap decision, and he just turned and threw it before he looked, and Billy Bowman made a heck of a play. But he'll tell you in his interview, we were not in the right coverage, and he saw it at the last minute. He was supposed to blitz. 
and God bless him for making the play. All right, Gary, appreciate your call, man. Hey, thank you. Yep. Still working on getting Tyler and Travis. I got Connor here with you. We're going to take a quick break and get back to uh, some more post-game coverage here after the win over BYU uh, next right here on The Ref. When you serve a latest Super Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref, in case you didn't hear, oh, you won by a touchdown today. Billy Bowman had a 100-yard interception return for a touchdown. Jackson Arnold played the entirety of the second half, and Gavin Sawchuck looked really good today. Does that pretty much sum it up? You know, Danny Stutzman with the strip sack. Threw a cougar tail I mean, in there, too, and that was the day. Throw that tail. Some free ice cream. Yeah. Gotta love it, That man. was the afternoon. Beautiful mountains. Uh, Chris Power says, big thank you to Provo. What a great fan base and setting. Boomer. Yeah. They're yeah. awesome. They've been very kind. And, and thank you to BYU, of course. But, man, thanks to Sooner fans, man. They showed up by the droves. OU fans everywhere. I mean, even pregame standing out front. I mean, it was. It felt like it was half and half. And then we've got a literal Tyler look at. We got a line out the door of OU fans trying to get in here, uh, checking out what we got going on. We got uh, give, giving the thumbs up from over there. I like it. I can only see silhouettes from over here. So <laughs> I hope you were doing that to me. Um, but yeah. So and it was a thumbs up, not a. I think that was a thumb. Finger. I think it was a thumb. <laughs> Scott uh, T says Tyler and Travis decided to just kick back and enjoy the poke choke. Well, I plan on doing both, the post-game show and the poke choke. Well, I think part of the post-game show is the poke choke. Yeah. Because, Tyler, what we talked about all week, you got to root against OSU in Texas, and you got to root for OU. Well, we've rooted for OU. Check. Done. That box is checked. Now, you want to wait on Dylan Gabriel's injury. Brent Venables in the press conference said it was an upper body injury, which you upper body could be anything. His, you know... Oh, with Lincoln, it was lower body injury. It was like, Good well, I heard it was a knee, but okay. You right. say lower body injury, right. that's fine. Yeah, just dividing the body in half, it could be anything. He could have a hangnail, he could have a concussion, broken neck, whatever, right? But um, hopefully he's back because, again, you and I talk about it. If Dylan's healthy, he's got it, yeah. and, 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 you, and you still have an opportunity – that's got to be your guy moving forward, man. Has to be. Yeah, he gives you the best chance to win. And, and you're here to win football games right yeah. now. He said it last year. Brent Venables did. He said, I, I should have played the younger guys earlier. He's like, I, we, we're here. What are we saving them for? We need to win ball games now. We need to win now. We get judged right now based on what we do right now, so let's try and win. Honolulu so. Sooner says, want to know this week, making our own luck. On to the last home game in the Big 12. Yep, last, last home game in the Big 12 coming up uh, <sighs> next Friday, short week. Uh, UCLA's up on USC 14-7. Oklahoma State did score, but they missed the PAT. So that never, that, that, never, comes, that never comes back to haunt let's, anybody. Let's miss an extra play. point. That never, you know who would never miss an extra point? Zach Schmidt. Zach Schmidt, that's right. He's like 53 for 53 on the year. But a 27-yarder to go well, up. I can't three. make a field goal, yeah, but right. extra points right in his wheelhouse. I'm very interested to see how the next five to seven minutes goes. I think it could go a number of ways. Man, I'm excited to hear from Roger. We didn't hear from Roger in L.A. last week, did yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we did. We didn't hear from <laughs> yeah, him the we week did. before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, hey, we and the text line. Gavin so let, Freeman caught all his punts today. So Let's see what Roger has to say. Roger, you're on the postgame show. What's up? Gents, I would caution you about falling too much in love with uh, with Provo, Utah. I think they probably have about 1.5 places that serve Budweiser there. So don't get too in, too enthralled with the – the mighty, uh, the mighty mountains there, because when the sun goes down, there ain't a whole lot going on there, gents. So uh, I know for two days you guys had a good time, but uh, 
Uh, you know, I was a little bit, like, taken back by how many OU fans were – I was going to make the trip, but just honestly, when you lose two games, I didn't think it was worth the bankroll. If we'd have been 10-1 and one going into the day or eight, whatever, 9-1, I think it would have been worth it. But sounds like it was a good turnout. But, but I, you know, I, to me, a great road trip is winning the game. And it seemed like a lot of OU fans kind of made their mind up it was a great road trip before we went out and tried to choke on a hairball and lose to a really bad football team. I mean, that was that was disgusting defensively. It was disgusting on one hand, but yet inspiring. I think Bowman makes the singular maybe play of the year defensively, you know, to, to really turn the tables. But it wasn't like OU's defense went out there and got to stop the next possession. I think they gave that sorry-ass quarterback for BYU, like, he literally went right down the field on them. They scored a touchdown out of the game. So, you know, I, yep. I, I don't even know. Yep. I feel yep. like a, a confused teenager at this point, guys. Like, I don't know what to think of our defense. I think we, I think we suck today against the run, which is crazy because they're terrible running. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, like, I think sometimes we get in our head, which is by this point in the season, teams are what they are. Like, you have enough data points now to say, okay, this team is a bad run team or this team is a bad past team they don't do this well they don't do that well and it's i feel like we've kind of fell into that trap like with ucf it was like that with a couple other man we could other teams did this to this team why can't we other teams did this to this team why can't we and it's hard not to fall into that but man i think you go on the road and you're playing a 10 a.m game you know bad weather weird field conditions your quarterback goes down at halftime and you get out of there with a win. I, I that that's all I wanted. Well, you take the win. I don't think there's any doubt the conditions. And I, and I will say this. Uh, I and by the way, it wasn't. It didn't look like a sell it on TV. It looked like there was about ten thousand empty seats in that place because I, I looked like the fans. It, it definitely it's definitely Houston. Sorry, Roger. Sorry, Roger. But Rogers. the Houston Cougars just scored a touchdown. It's Ro- about to be twenty-one-nine if they can make a PAT. Roger, Sorry. I uh, I agree with you. Roger, we'll just talk. Um, <laughs> um, I I agree with you as far as the sellout goes because when they announced the sellout. I literally looked at all the corners of the tops of the stands, and I said, "Like, well, I guess they, those aren't available. Uh, those weren't available for sale. I guess yep. they must not be empty. Well, they sure looked empty. So, well, you know, they they yeah, announced I mean, it, I mean, but you know, it might be like one of those Nebraska sellouts." Well, with all that being said, you know, BYU is not an easy place to win. I don't care how good they are; they're not very good this year. They've lost a lot of games this year, and obviously got absolutely mowed down by Iowa State. But a lot of that's a motivational thing too. You lose, they fell behind, turned the ball over last week, and we were. We forced the turnovers. I don't want to sit here and act like we were lucky. We got the turnovers. Other than that one early in the game. Um, hey, next order of business, Jack uh, or Zach Schmitz, and I, we can call him another name. I'll go German and call him Zach Scheitz. That dude, I, so if, if Venables fails to replace him this week, he's making letting loyalty make a damn fool. I mean, we're done with this guy, right? Like, you go out there and miss a 20-yard field goal, a 25-yard field goal could have cost us a game today. Uh, I've got a question his intellect level at this point if he's keeping the guy in there. That's he's hurting the football team. He cost OU the OSU game. We lost that game by three points. He missed the kick. I think we got to figure some stuff out there. I will say this, you know, Arnold. Uh, you know, like Gabriel gets a lot of heat about missing receivers. I thought Arnold missed like he missed Tommy Walker on the on the, on the shallow cross there that would have gone probably maybe for a touchdown. He missed a wide open Anderson. But hey, when the chips were down, man, he made a big league throw there. That third and seven was a hell of a throw. And it's a good win. I, I will, yep. you know, begrudgingly admit yeah. that it's a tough condition. And you're playing a, a you know, historically rich program. The, the crowd was into it, so you take the win. But uh, hey, gents, enjoy the. Uh, I don't know if they still have three two, three point two beer out there. Or they 
if they if they moved up the big league, yes. you saw on yes, the regular five point. Okay. All right. Well, hey, have, have safe travels I brought, back. I and, brought uh, a well, bottle of bourbon. So, do they do they serve liquor at all in Provo, or are you guys allowed to have that there, or are they? Or is it like the uh, one beer at a time? You can't get doubles. Can't get doubles. <laughs> they, uh, well, one one ounce is what you get. No, no, good to hear from you, Roger. All right, we'll see you guys. Have a good night. See you guys. Um, real quick before we hit a break, um, you want to talk to Steve Stutzman? I'd love to. Real quick. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll trade off headsets and we'll uh, talk to Steve here. So I'm going to thank Steve. In the fourth quarter, I look like a complete moron. Surprise. Because Danny Stutzman got a strip sack. The ball was loose. Oklahoma recovered the ball. And all I wanted in life was to high-five my wife and to get Steve Stutzman's attention. I was yelling, Steve! Steve! You you saw me. You yes, gave I me did, the wave. Brother. That was Bam. awesome. There we go. We got the high-five. Heck of a play, man. Yes. Yes. Man. How, how, was, how was that experience? Man, it was awesome. We needed that. You know, we needed that. So, uh, you know, the fact that uh, – the defense came through and just kept us in the game, and we did what we did, and it was awesome, man. Let's get out of here with a W. You know, you, you had mentioned it on Twitter, uh, and, I mean, nobody says it before the game, obviously, and then after the game, even Danny said, no excuses, no excuses. But you said Danny had food poisoning, hadn't eaten in two days? Yeah, he called was me. Was it gas uh, station sushi, or what's nah, going on, man? I don't know. He went for, like, a, 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 a dinner on Thursday night, had some po- uh, some pasta or something, and he said, dude, it just – it hit him hard, man. He was uh, not good, and and he, I think he had uh, like four IVs, a couple right this morning, just to get right. And I don't think Venables was going to play him, but he's like, now nah, that, that's not going to happen. Right. So, uh, you know, he looked a little off, but you know, he, you know, when he's out there, he's going to play. So he's going to leave it out there. What about Billy Bowman, man? Wow. I was just tired just watching him wow. run like that in the altitude. I mean, what That's got to be the play, of the, or what, certainly one of the plays. You know, he game. made two, you know, two saving tackles there, and then at the end, obviously, to get the pick six and it go, was it 99? It was yeah. 99 yards? A 14-point swing when we needed it, uh, that was big time, man. He's, he's, he's awesome. I don't know um, all the games you played on the road at Baylor. Um, maybe you saw some really cool atmospheres, road venues. Where did today, like how unique was it? Where does today rank in terms of college football environments and stadiums that you've seen before? Oh, that's definitely top five. I mean, the the background and the the, the people are just so just so awesome. You know, they got loud, and uh, it's just a beautiful place to be. And uh, you know, I think Oklahoma hadn't fared too well the last couple times they're here. So to get out there with a W and keep going is it's uh, all you can do, right? Yeah, you know, a story of the game. You know, right or wrong, because both teams have to play on it was the field conditions, right? I mean, I saw Danny slipping, oh, Jaleel slipped bad. I mean, as a, as a former player yourself, I mean, if you slipped once, is it, it, it you just have to try and get out of your head? Or, or is it hard to do that and not have it let it affect the rest of the day? Because I think at, at times today some of the, some of the players were, were not cutting out of – receivers weren't getting out of their breaks quite as much because I think they just didn't trust the ground. I mean, what, what did you think specifically of that? Well, a lot of times I feel that's that by design. I mean, they're growing the grass longer. It makes it slippery. Can't cut. You know, it's, 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 it just puts everything on, you know, kind of brings a high-powered offense down a little bit. So you can see that now. Whether they pack, uh, you know, more, you know, deeper, you know, longer spikes, you know, and change out, I'm not sure. But you definitely cause some people problems. Um, and I think, you know, I think uh, Iowa State does a little of that, too. You know, I, think, I remember playing up there, and, and, and everybody will tell you, they grow the grass a little bit longer. 
<laughs> did you have a cougar tail today? Because I gotta say, they're I did pretty not. tasty. I did, I did have the ice cream though. Ah, the ice cream. How about that? Yes, yeah, they're just handing out no, ice that's cream. That's awesome. Up there. No, hey, the fans were great, man. It was a great, great atmosphere, man. It was just awesome. What'd yeah. you think of uh, Jackson Arnold in the second half? Made a couple big third down throws. Wow, you know that's huge. You know, to, to come in and uh, you know be asked to uh, uh, to play uh, after he'd been, you know. You know, possible red shirt and come out and, and help us get a win. That's huge. You know, kudos to him. Um, he did what he, he did what he was asked to do. I mean, what else could you say about the kid? It's awesome. Well, and you know, especially on the road, bad weather. They talk about things that travel, right? Defense travels. Yeah. Run game supposed to travel, right? Tell me about the difference that you've seen in Gavin Sawchuck these last couple of weeks because he's been a completely different animal. I mean, I don't. Is it confidence? Is it conditioning? Is it better blocking up front? <laughs> Something like that, because when you're going on the road like this, you need guys to play like he played today, and he showed out. Well, I think, Travis, what you saw from, from Gavin is, uh, you know, first he's been injured for most part of the year, right? So, you know, with a hamstring, and it's hard to cut. But you see patience. He's running with patience. And then once he sees the hole, he explodes through it. And he's running with some toughness now. You know, he's, he's lowering his shoulder. He's delivering a blow. And that, that's, that's huge. You know, you saw that. We saw that uh, in those Cheez-Its Bowl. And we're seeing that from now, what, three weeks in a row? Uh, I'm not sure what his stats were. I'm sure he was, was he over 100? Yeah, yeah, he on like 16 carries, I want to wow. say. It's over seven yeah. yards of carry today. No, very today. patient runner, and then once he hits, he's got another gear. Yeah. So it's just awesome to see. Uh, we'll let you go get a 3-2 beer somewhere in Wingers. But Is hey, it 3-2? I'm happy for that. I thought it was a 1-4. One, oh, no. Hey, give it up to Steve Stutz, but he's a man. All right, Thanks, Steve. guys. Appreciate yeah. you, boys. There you go. Papa Top, my favorite uh, Twitter handle out there. Steve Stutzman, he's a man. Good stuff. All right, we got one final segment left here from Wingers. Let's do it on the other side with your text, phone calls, and more right here on The Ref. Final segment of our Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live from Wingers in Provo where OU fans are just hanging out in the mall because they get, can't get here in Provo. So OU fans everywhere, man. Feels like we're in Norman doing the postgame show today. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I, mean, I mean, again, lying out the door. There's some people that can't even find a place to sit. I mean, it's this is what we do. Every time we go on the road, we we, we pack out the place. So. Houston's up 21 to nine with the ball on the plus side of the field. About five and a half minutes left in the second quarter. It's looking real nice. Looking real nice. I'll tell you what, Tyler. Houston, they're not what you would call a good football team. And uh, after that trouncing from UCF last week, you thought, okay, what does Oklahoma State do? You know, they've got another seemingly easy road test and uh, Dana Holgerson had other plans critical third and seven here they don't pick it up we'll see what they do on this but um, I think it's four down it was a stressful Saturday over at Lavelle Edwards Stadium but hey you won but so far it's been a it's been a very positive day very positive day let's just hope we keep the vibes going if we go off air and OSU comes back and, 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 and wins this game we're, we're going to have to do something next Saturday. When they if play we go later. off air and OSU starts to come back, we got to go back on air. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to do a show next Saturday during the entirety of the OSU-BYU game. There you go. Ensure it, you know? <laughs> exactly. I don't want to, but, you know, yeah. it's a Big 12 championship. I, I'll tell you what, though. If, if Oklahoma State does drop this game, I am hoping that I know it's 11 a.m., Tyler. I know it's the day after Thanksgiving. I know it's on a weekday. I'm hoping that that atmosphere – in the palace is electric. I think it will be. Um, if you have that on the line, final home game of Winning the year. Winning you're in. True freshman quarterback might be starting. I mean, it does add to the intrigue. It, it, it does. Yeah. Um, 
there'd be a lot of reasons to show up next time. And I think anyway, man, you want to send this team out the right way, get to a 10-win season um, next week. So still a lot on the line regardless of what happens here, but there could be a lot. We could be playing for a conference championship well, that, next Friday. That 10th win does mean some, a little bit more to some. Uh, like, I, I am some. Like people who uh, took over nine and a half took wins. OU uh, to win over nine and a half. I'm hey, I'm in there too. I'm just glad they won today, or we wouldn't have been able to have Christmas at our house. Oh, if that went. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, the under would have hit on it, but we're well, good. You have it again next year. Yeah. Um. Let's go to the phone lines before we get out of here. Okay. Sam in Edmond. Sam, you're on the Sam A. Show. What's up, gentlemen? How are y'all? You know what, Sam? Like a, and I bet you can tell this. Like we're doing pretty well to be today. Yeah, it looks like a beautiful oh. place. I'm not gonna lie. I'm Absolutely. I'm on my patio and it's 70 degrees in Edmond, so. I'm not. Uh, I'm not hating life right now. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but probably no cougar things. tails. So. Yeah, didn't have any cougar tails. Um, but I am having a couple cold beverages, so I, I'll, I'll take it. Nice. And uh, Jackson Arnold comes in, man, and he hits two really crucial third down throws down on the goal line to uh, to Jalil. And I saw in the post game that I think it was Jaden Gibson said he audible to both of those slants. He liked the coverage that Jalil had, and, and Jackson audible to both of those slant calls on third downs. That's pretty big. Um, now I, I'm not in the camp of if Dylan's healthy, we start J.A. I think Dylan's earned the right to go out and play every game that he's healthy. So I'm not in that camp, but the kid did come in and, and – and, you know, he, he led a scoring drive there. Thank goodness for Stutzman getting that fumble. Um, and, and so, so he played well. He did miss a deep ball, but I don't think people realize, I don't think he's thrown a deep ball since the Tulsa game. I, I, in game situation, I know he probably throws them in practice, but in a game situation, the kid hasn't thrown a deep ball since Tulsa. So I, I'm yeah, not mad at the him The best there. thing that you can do with, with lack of reps with guys is just try and hit them with the ball. Literally, just put it on their body and let them make. It. And he was so wide open that you probably could have done that. But I mean, right when it came off his hand, he knew it. I mean, it was it yeah. was deep. But but that's the thing. And I'm almost. I know it sounds funny, but I'm almost glad it happened because Dylan. I know he's played a million games. I get it. He's played forty nine and a forty eight and a half now. But he he you know throws one over at the Cincinnati game over Jaleel. And everybody says, oh, God, he can't throw the deep ball. Jackson gets in there. People, I, I'm, I think I'm just preparing for next year whenever we hear, we want Hawkins oh, no. from the stands. Oh, because no. Jackson's going to miss some throws, man. People miss throws. Like, you don't complete Every 100% of your passes. Yes, You, you absolutely. don't complete 100% on air. And that's, that's what people don't understand. It, it's right. easy to sit here and watch a, watch a big screen and criticize. I, I, I played quarterback up until high school. I, I went to college to play baseball. You you don't hit a hundred percent of throws when you're when you're playing against air. It just doesn't happen. You're gonna have, something happen. Um, I, I will say, I I thought last week or I thought the Oklahoma State game might have been the the, the worst PI call or non PI call. I think we saw the worst PI call today. Nick Anderson is getting blocked on a punt. We fake it, and they call Nick Anderson for pass interference. If you watch the play, the dude engages Nick as soon as he comes off the line. Nick is getting blocked the entire way down. We throw a pass, and they throw a P.I. call on Nick. What is he supposed to do? 
Like literally, yeah, what I mean, he cannot he cannot get away from the guy. The guy is blocking him because he's doing his job on a punt return. That's his job is to block the guy coming off the line. Yeah, but I think that they're FBI. they're basically saying ball balls in the air going to downs. Like I get the call. Like he's supposed to get in the guy's way, but I, you can't have both hands on him pushing him while the ball's in the air. And you know what, Sammy, your take was so good that. Everybody in wingers just applauded. And I'm not yeah. sure whether they were applauding your take or the fact that Houston just got a take. safety. No, it was the take. Not um, the it was the take. Not the but safety, I think it was Travis. your take. I appreciate that, though. I, All right. And, and I think got a, hey, uh, a lot of big Sam and Edmund fans around here. Yeah. Hey, hey pre- appreciate the shout-out on the Bird app today, man. I, I love that. Um, you look good in that shirt, sure. by the way. Um, last oh, thing I'm going to say, I, I think if, if we attempt a field goal next week, I want the PA announcer – as soon as he runs on the field, I want to hear Zach Schmidt coming out for kicking for chicken. Like it, that's what it feels like. It feels like a kicking for chicken situation every time the kid runs on the field. I don't want to pile on him, but oh my gosh, man, you you cannot miss chip chip shot twenty seven yard field goals, especially on the road. And it wasn't close. It it was a duck hook left from the beginning. I don't know if it was footing, if it was the turf, whatever it was. You can't do that because, honestly, after after we go up seven, we should have been up ten. And yep. the, the game at that point was ice, and we got the ball back. We could have – it just – it's insane to me how we we get in those situations to lose games. And those are the little things that in the SEC, you're going to lose games. You're not going to come back and win those games when you give opportunities like that. So – it's just it, it's crazy that, that that stuff continues to happen. We have to be better there. But all in all, man, you're nine and two. Houston wins this game. You got to play in for the Big Twelve championship. We couldn't have asked for more after dropping two on the road. So, you know, successful season so far. And hey, we, we just keep we just keep moving ahead, man. That's the way it is. Everybody, pack the palace yep. next Friday, and let's take these guys home. Let's do it. Good man, from you, yeah, absolutely. We'll see you there, buddy. As safety happens, oh, that Houston defense, boy. They've been talked about all year long as one of the best defensive units in all of college football. And Houston comes up with the big two-point play there. Yeah, it's uh, – Houston hasn't really – no one caught the yeah. sarcasm there. Houston, I think they just showed a stat. What was it? What are they, 107th in the country in first-half scoring margin? And they're up two tutties? This is This is unbelievable. I am feeling very good about things right now. And if Houston goes and scores here, and they're at the 35-yard line, I know there's still three and a half minutes left in the second quarter, but this is not this is not a spot that Oklahoma State's best in. They are best with the lead, controlling the tempo. Um, if Houston goes down and scores, making a 21-point game, OSU would be. They want to lean true. on Ollie Gordon in the second half. Yes. Is what is what their game plan is. Is and that should be their game plan. Ollie Gordon is a very talented back. That should be your game plan, but. If you're down three scores at the start of the first half, you you got to deviate from that. I mean, you simply have to. What a weekend it's been, man. This is um, it's one we're going to remember for a long time. It's been fun. How long do you stay? When are you flying out? Uh, Tuesday, I think. Tuesday? I was about to say. My good. <laughs> I looked up. Casey was like, excuse me? Yeah. Both cases. Excuse we're going to be wingers uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. No. Hey, sounds good. No, getting back, uh, getting back tomorrow. And uh, we had Ref Army members – in Salt Lake yesterday, of course today. Hey, Ref Army members, thank you. Give yourself a hand for everything you did, everything you do for us. You're awesome. You go to Tulsa and Cincinnati and Dallas and Provo, Utah, and you'll be at Baton Rouge, Oxford, 
Auburn, mm. Columbia, Missouri. Hell yeah. Yeah, Columbia. Beat all the places. I'm so excited, though. I'm so excited. Especially because here's the thing. Provo is not easy to get to necessarily. Yeah. It's easier to get to every single one of our SEC opponents next year <laughs> than this. So, ah, no. Hopefully this is not going back the other way. But Houston just threw an interception, and um, yeah, OSU's going to have the ball inside the top fifty or in in the inside the fifty. Well, Houston's Time not a good us. not a good football team. So. Time for us to get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, reverse that. All right, uh, for Travis and Connor, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you on Monday. Celebrating a nine and two start to the season. Friday game coming up against TCU. Thanks for all the calls, all the texts, all the interaction, all of it. Thank you. You guys, you guys make this. That's that's for sure, man. We love the Ref Army. We'll talk to you on Monday right here on the Ref.